0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of ECHO, the podcast. (laughs) Today we're talking about something really interesting and uh, you're probably very familiar with. Fantasy versus reality, the truth behind escapism. So, uh, I'm your host for today, Farah ben Today with me I have my colleague, Ekram, and... Uh, a dear friend of mine, Sammy. Would you like to introduce yourselves, guys?
1: Of course. Hello, everyone. I'm Ikram, and uh, I am a member at the English Speakers Club.
2: Hey, yo, what's good, boys and girls, bro? I'm I'm Sammy, and um am <laughs> Okay.
0: <laughs> right. So. Uh... Do you guys uh, have an idea on the topic that we're going to be talking about today? Because I think it's very widespread, especially with us Gen Zs. Like, yeah, we're very big on escapism and we know basically every saga out there, every <laughs> content that are, that's ever created.
1: So, yeah, what do you have to say about the topic. Yeah, sure. Like, to tell me about uh, fantasy. It is, it took, like, so much in my life that it, it became almost my life. It is, uh, it is in my books. It is in my, like, the things that I watch, the things I read, the things I listen yeah. to. So fantasy yeah, is basically, like, uh, the main uh,
0: point of my life. I completely agree with that. I think some aspects of fantasy and the content that I uh, consume every day when it comes to uh, fictional uh, characters and things like that, I adopted so many of my personality traits from them that I can't tell if I'm myself in reality or just uh, taking a chunk out of fantasy and putting it in myself. So yeah, it is sometimes hard to distinguish between what's real and what's not because we're surrounded with so much fiction around us.
1: Uh, yeah, what do you, what,
0: yeah What about you, Sammy?
2: Honestly, I think yeah, fantasy is a big thing. Like ever since I was a kid, I usually I honestly thought that fantasy and reality were the same thing at some point. And uh, yeah, like it is a big part of my life. I, it followed me since my childhood. It's, I still enjoy like tons of fictional stuff, compared to like you know like reality or anything like that.
0: Well, oh, perfect! Sounds relatable in a way. To be honest, it's so easy to get lost in that perfect world. So, from that, how do you guys define fantasy? Well. When we look up a dictionary, the um, formal definition of fantasy is, Uh, as a noun, is the faculty or activity of imagining impossible or improbable things. Or it's just to imagine the occurrence of something or fantasize about. Uh, For me, fantasy is this perfect version of the world. I like to tell myself that I'm a a realist person. I like reality how it is, because I think reality is beautiful and perfect for me, but it could be much more perfect in fantasy. And I truly avoid to daydream because it hinders my realistic uh, expectations of the world. It makes me think that life is much more easier and... I end up being disappointed because of the difference between the two, between reality and fantasy. So, yeah, I think, in my opinion, fantasy is so perfect that it could harm us.
1: What about you? What do you think? I mean, I see what you are coming from. Like, you had the great expectations and this outlet for creativity and an inquisitive, and inquisitive mind. Then you come to reality and you are shocked with like oh, and overwhelmed with everything that is happening around you. So yeah, it's like uh, this parallel world that we like. It is so hard to um, just uh, balance between them. Uh, it is either like you are stuck between these two extremes, extremes of fantasy and reality, and it is hard to reach the middle ground. I mean, um, to just fantasize when you need to unwind and you need an outlet and you need to rest from, uh, your surroundings, from your tasks and studies and everything. So fantasy is always, always a uh, destination for like, um, for rest and for disconnection uh, with the real world. But uh, at the end of the day, it's always about coming back and being uh, present with the moment and yeah, do what you have to do, I guess.
0: Well, that is a very interesting uh, point of view, especially when you mentioned the metal ground. I think it's important to keep in mind that there is a difference. I think. Some individuals, like Sammy mentioned before, in his childhood, that did not know the difference between fantasy and reality, and being aware that there is a middle ground and a balance that you have to keep. is a form of self-consciousness that we have to uh, make important in our way of thinking in the, to avoid being disappointed at the end of the day. Um, um, yeah, I
1: did know... This indulgence of fantasy mostly occurs when we are much younger and we are like in our childhood, we are exposed to these car- cartoons and uh, like movie characters that we are so astonished with them. So we just we want to be there. We want to be surrounded with this uh, like colorful mm-hmm. world rather than being uh, in reality. So yeah, it, it does make sense but as adults as university
0: students i don't think we can really have a way out of that uh dilemma uh that that is where the notion of escapism comes uh, well as adults we still consume different for- forms of fantasy like uh video games books movies series art and, evil so- arts, and even social media uh as good and bad forms of fantasy and escapism. So b- before we mention any of that, I think it would be um, kind of, I don't know. I, I don't think it would be a good question to ask right now, but what is your favorite form of fantasy? Really?
3: Let's Hello. start with you. Okay, you can
1: start. No, go, Sammy, go first
2: my favorite what is way?
1: Your form of fantasy
2: oh uh, my favorite form of fantasy um I guess I would say like honestly, yeah, just anything fictional like that involves you know uh an adventure, maybe like i don't know in general in general, I consume it in video games, so mm. yeah but uh, but recently I've been reading some books. Uh, The most recent book I've read was uh, uh, The Divine Comedy. By Dante? Yeah, I just read uh, Dante's Inferno. I'm about to start reading uh, The Purgatory.
0: That's really, really interesting. So you either consume uh, forms of fantasy that uh, put you as a character that makes you live the experience. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I think that yeah, that's very relatable, to be honest. Uh, I am very big on
1: books as well. Um, What about you, Ikram? Well, I wish I could say the same. In a perfect world, I would say, like, I love reading novels and watching, uh, I mean, uh, TV shows and everything. But, like, it's always surprised me how much I can go for sleep. I mean, sometimes I just go for twenty hours' sleep, twenty hours. and yeah, it is i I do believe it is a form of escapism and um I don't know, distracting myself from my from my real world and from my tasks and work. so yeah, it's it's always been sleeping. this is actually me. Smile. this is actually
0: making me smile because instead of choosing daydreaming you go for the real thing the actual dreaming and same as well I really am big on sleeping I'm big on books, movies and series uh, social media as well TikTok especially uh, content that, that is related to the movies and books that I'm reading especially book talk uh, book so. talk yeah, most of the books that I buy are from BookTok. I am very much ashamed of myself for following trends, but I can't blame them because they are actually really good books in spite of being popular. Um. Uh, especially the ones that are of the f- genre of fantasy. Um, but, like, I also like to keep myself in check. Um, uh, As I mentioned before, I am very uh, very realistic, so I tend to criticize, uh, the books I read and the movies. I always have the argument of, no, that is not realistic. That does not happen in real life. That is physically impossible. The laws of nature do not accept this and that. I am very pragmatic when it comes to analyzing the content I consume, uh, which I think is very much important, In my opinion, to draw that line between fantasy and reality by critical thinking uh, doesn't mean that you have to criticize negatively and be saying things like, oh, that book is bad because the characters aren't realistic. No, because that's the point of fantasy. Things that are uh, not ordinary in real life. That's the whole point. To escape. To not live the same life. Because otherwise nobody would want to read that book if it wasn't a perfect version of the universe. Then again, you have to not let yourself indulge too much because it could become unhealthy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, basically, like, I laughed so hard when you said, like, book talk. Because whenever a book talk, TikTok, book talk video comes into my feed, i just press uh, uninterested or just uh, uh, block it. Because uh, I, it's like, I don't want to deal with this right now. Because it is not real. It is, But at the end of the day, aren't we all escapists? Aren't we all, like, trying find this outlet from our reality whether it is a I mean a big talk or scrolling through Instagram or I mean it is what it is uh, and we need to embrace right because it uh, it's got this uh, positive impact on us it, it is not just it is not just an escape from reality it is uh, recharging, restarting your spirit, your soul in the uh, kind of...
3: That is an interesting take to be honest. Um,
0: I, I I do that too. When it comes to books that are not the perfect view of fantasy that I want, sometimes I am very picky in choosing the fantasy world I want to throw myself in. Uh, like sammy has mentioned before he uh, he likes video games because he likes adventure and to put his, himself in a journey i like books that make me learn something new even if it's a novel or a romance genre or something that is typically on that not known for learning
3: something um
0: I lost my train of thoughts because I am staring at my library as I'm speaking, to be honest. Uh, Mm -hmm. I am very picky when it comes to the books I want to read. Sometimes I'm starting a book that I was very interested and uh, excited to read. And after a couple pages, the world building, even though I like it, it's not what I want at the moment. I, I want to read something very specific. So I feel icky. And then I have a reading slump. And I'm un- unable to pick up another book because I I want that perfect thing. I I want something specific that is related to me as a person. And I think that is a flaw and an extreme form of escapism. Uh, I will be uh talking about four sagas, or uh both um uh, books. And movies, series, comics, and whatnot. And I would love if we discussed them even briefly. Are you guys okay with that?
2: Of course.
1: Yes, yeah, for sure. Okay.
0: So,
3: Harry Potter. What do you
0: think about that? Uh,
1: Okay, so I wouldn't consider myself like a Potterhead. But uh, at some Mm point point of my life i enjoyed it I, I i rewatched it but now like i i feel somehow i grew out of it of that phase So
0: interesting so you don't know mm, yeah. world building anymore it doesn't uh tickle you the right way no, it doesn't tickle your fancy uh you grew out of it as in you left it for your as in a part of your childhood and didn't want to keep it with you
1: as an adult exactly yeah yeah that's what happened i just uh went to like i at some point in my life i was uh interested in um harry potter but like then I discovered the um, mystery and investigation uh, world, and that was through mm-hmm. uh, like uh, Sherlock Holmes. And I went really, when I watched, yeah, when I watched Sherlock Holmes, it was like a renaissance for me, <laughs> it really does. Really? I mean, yeah, because I was into this world of. Um, Let's say wizards and mm-hmm. everything, and then went into a phase of rom com when I only read rom com and watched rom com. Uh, and it, yeah, then it was Sherlock Holmes, and it was four years ago. And just it does make sense, it just triggers my thoughts, it triggers my soul, uh, and it just make me think. And I and I just like how. How, the, how that makes me feel uh, that uh, like uh, the mystery the uh, uh, the science of deduction i i just had the when i and when i felt well i lost uh, my words so uh, let me just um yes, yeah so um when I watched, when I first watched Sherlock Holmes, I watched it in one sitting. So it was four seasons and four episodes each, and it was mm-hmm. one sitting in one day. I watched it because this is how I watch my TV shows. Yeah, and enjoyed. then like I went to, I went straight to Instagram and searched for uh, for the actor Benedict for his <laughs> like uh, Instagram account because they just had a huge crush on him. Oh my God! Speaking of actors, actually, I had that. I was go.
0: I was hesitating on talking about this. Actually, but speaking of actors and sagas, uh, Sebastian Stan when he played the Winter Soldier back in, uh, uh, I think two thousand and fourteen. He was in two thousand and eleven uh, in Captain America. You know Marvel, right? Yeah, yeah, and C U. When he played uh, the Winter Soldier, uh, back then I was obsessed, not only because he's, like, handsome, but also as a a character, mostly. Uh, When he played in Captain America, the return of the Winter Soldier and what comes with it, like, Civil War and stuff like that. And even, like, in um, Black Panther and whatnot, uh, I love Marvel, not only as comics but also as the diversity of the creativity that it is and it it is such a powerful and colorful uh, world that just like you can't help you can't help but be very much excited to any movie or series that they uh, release you know like Loki that was a banger you know yeah. i yeah uh, i just uh I, I don't know. It's like when you mentioned Benedict; he's also part of the cast for the MCU as Doctor Strange. Uh, does this stage, yeah, I am very flustered. I think Sammy knows a lot about Marvel, but I think he's more of a DC oh. guy.
2: Oh no! Honestly, I watch the movies, but I don't know a lot about them. I know about the comics. I like I don't read comics, but I know about like some of them. But yeah, I don't. I don't watch that much or know a lot
1: from yeah i mean uh, now thinking about it thinking about it like um when i when i went straightforward forward into instagram and i searched for his account i knew like uh, and I, I knew inner myself that it was like this that wasn't his real character uh, when he played Charlocom, Holmes that it is what well, it yeah. was a fantasy character it wasn't yeah, real no, it, it wasn't real him so yeah, it just g- snapped out of that world, and I went on, I guess. Wait, it's
0: like you know, you know, like Johnny Depp, the way he portrays oh, yeah. different different characters so skillfully. You know, like his role as uh, Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean. The, the way yeah. it contrasts with his actual personality. You know, Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Like mm-hmm. Black Pearl and pirates general Mm -hmm. elizabeth swan
1: (laughs) well basically for me well basically uh, the only information and i know about uh, johnny depp i'm not a huge fan of him but the only thing uh, that uh, captures me towards him is his daughter oh yeah lily Lily yeah lily yeah yeah so uh just uh she is um
0: iconic <laughs> yeah
1: iconic yeah. in a word iconic yeah, yeah because
0: i honestly I like her because of her fashion sense I, it does make me daydream about dressing the same way eventually i'll <laughs> be yeah all the designer dresses for the red carpet but like um uh, Johnny Depp. I really admire him for for his dedication to his roles, especially when working with the director Tim Burton. Uh, you know, like Edward Scissorhands and stuff. But I think his most yeah. remarkable role would be in Pirates of the Caribbean because he he was he was at the uh, originally when Disney started uh the movie. It wasn't about him at all. It wasn't about Jack Sparrow. It was just. He was just, like, added at the last minute. And they had an excess in budget, and they were able to cast Johnny Depp. And by the end of the saga, everyone knows knows Pirates of the Caribbean by just seeing Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow became the core of Pirates of the Caribbean. If you tell someone Elizabeth Swan, or uh, her partner, uh, I forgot his name like the guy with the metal and stuff like that, or like the black pearl, you know, like, uh, uh, I don't know, and elements from Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, I don't think they would identify it as easily as when you say Jack Sparrow, because they he is such a well-written character. He is very complicated and realistic, ironically, for a fictional character. You know, his reactions are very funny and he reacts accordingly to the situation. And that link between fantasy and reality is what
3: creates um,
0: escapism because it it is a fast route for us to just getting swallowed by the realm of fantasy. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's safe, uh, safe to say that the relationship between fantasy and rea- reality is um, is an equivalent exchange, because fantasy wouldn't exist without reality, without something you yeah. and something you can touch an idea that already exists, like, for example, racism. Um, Fictional characters that suffer from that notion wouldn't exist if it didn't happen in real life. I don't think any fantasy or fictional uh, realm, whether it's Harry Potter or how perfect it is, the world-building the magic system, how human the characters seem, they seem so realistic because they are so well-written. J.K. Rawlings did an incredible job in creating a perfect world that is so, so, so similar to reality. But the end at the end of the day, how good, how perfect the Harry Potter realm is, it will never be real because that type of magic does not exist. We do not see it every day. We don't see people flying with brooms or flying cars or magic, yeah, uh, yeah train yeah. stops and stuff like that. There is no Hogwarts, sadly. Uh, otherwise, we yeah. would be really different. Uh, um, but, yeah, so, but also uh, a world without fantasy, without that escape, without that beautiful world that we go to, for a laugh, for a cry, or just to feel something most of the time, to relate to. You know, sometimes you see yourself in a fictional character more than you see yourself in your friends, you know, in people that surround you. So that safe space that you find in fiction uh, wouldn't exist without reality, or reality wouldn't be good, wouldn't be the same without fiction so with that uh i would ask ikram to give us a, a introduction on escapism and maybe teach us a thing or two does that sound okay
1: with you sammy
2: yeah, all good
1: all right uh what about you ikram i'm totally fine with it so yeah i yeah. would love to take you the uh to dive into the well of escapism <laughs> yeah to so take you into a fictional like more fictional uh uh whole, like uh, roller coaster of escapism so le- you may ask yourself what is ex- escapism what defines escapism for me like the term they uh it's it, uh it origins back quite a while so it is from the latin exactly exact per literally to escape it is an expression used primarily by psychologists and media scholars in studying the concept of escape escape in reality the actual definitions of escapism are many and varied some describe an escape to a fantasy world or imaginary reality while others refer more broadly to the longing for entertainment and distraction. In essence, then, escapism means that we put the real world to one side for a while in favor of a different, potentially more inviting, but imaginary, quote-unquote, reality.
0: Right, That is very technical. Wow.
1: Very detailed. (laughs) Yeah, so, but uh, sometimes we get mixed up. Like, escapism isn't a a negative thing. It is div- uh, defined as the diversion of the mind to escape from reality or routine. Daydreaming and doses of fantasy are great ways to manage stress. And there are plenty of positive ways to take a break. break. But when that behavior, behavior becomes excessive or obsessive or negatively or interferes with your daily life, that is when it becomes unhealthy. It is like what I, what I mentioned earlier, that we are stuck between these two extremes of fantasy and reality. It's e- it's either you are indulged in fantasy, or you are just too realistic, and, and at the end of the day, we just want a middle ground. So, yeah. Uh, where do we escape to? We said before, like uh, escaping, it can um, be through books, films, and TV shows. And for Sammy, it's gaming. For me, it's sleeping. And yeah, it depends on each individual and his the personal preferences. So yeah, these distractions are the most common and pervasive. But there are many more besides that, the parallel worlds in role-playing events, cosplay, and virtual reality. So, I want to ask you actually, how much do you relate to cosplaying? I
3: don't um, Is it
1: some Okay.
3: Yeah,
0: I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't have the material uh, or financial resources to do a full cosplay. But sometimes I like to inspire my outfits from fictional characters. I, I don't know if you remember this, uh, Sammy, but one day I, I crocheted it. I made with crochet a headband that resembled uh, Naranja from uh, from Jojo, the anime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was just a fashion accessory. It wasn't a full cosplay, but it was inspired from a fictional character. I do that too with... Um, by Persephone from Laura Olympus, it's a comic. It's a very beautiful comic, really well made artistically, it's amazing and feels like there's hope in this world uh like uh the how much I relate to Persephone, especially in that com- comic, not only in the mythology uh it made me feel like I could dress the way she does. I sometimes inspire my outfits, my jewelry, and my makeup from her. And, yeah, it might sound, sound, like, really obsessive and weird, but, like, I don't do it every day. I just sometimes, whenever I like to feel feminine, feel like I can control plants and stuff like that, I, I like to inspire my jewelry and my outfits from fictional character. But that's, like, as far as I go with quote-unquote, cosplaying. I don't act like the characters.
1: I don't talk yeah. like them. I am still myself, but I like well, the aesthetic. You're inspired. You get inspired. Yeah. And just let me tell you something. It's neither weird nor obsessive. It is creative. This is what escapism and fantasy, to be exact, is about. It is about creativity and being just... um, Just being you, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah and doing what you like so but uh, we need to draw the line between normal switching off distraction and full blown escapism Uh, so it is like um, it is a spectrum that goes into these these levels just uh, from low to high so it, uh, just maybe at the beginning, it uh, you will you would say that I will go for a rest and you start distracting yourself. Then it just happens that uh, you just get involved, so much involved that you you hardly you hardly like pull yourself up from that world of fantasy mm-hmm. and escapism. So I believe, like, everyone can relate to that. But, like, we tend to want to distract ourselves particularly in difficult periods. Certain psychological factors also encourage us to distract ourselves more and engage less with reality. When the challenges in our lives reach a level that isn't right for us feeling or uh, feelings of being overwhelmed or high levels of stress i mean even when we feel like we as individuals don't fit in with the wider world we always we always just take fantasy as an escapism as an escape for our unique individual individual personalities maybe when we are unhappy or I, I don't know it depends on the person and his uh, and his like reasons of letting go of reality and just embracing escapism so let's uh, just uh, will escapism help you cope or drown you well escapism is a coping strategy To begin with, that implies the tendency to evade the real world, looking for the desired security and tranquility in a fantasy world. It usually implies an uprooting from reality to find refuge in a fictional and parallel universe. The desire to escape in itself is neither good nor bad. We all are escapists of some sort. From time to time, we feel the need to disconnect from reality to ensure we refresh and restart. So yeah, and how about you guys? Like do you do you think you are too involved in escapism? Yeah. In other
0: form than consuming, to be honest. It's not only reading, it's also writing. It's making my own fantasy world. It's it goes like to it's like daydreaming with extra steps. Like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. I make my own jewelry. I make my own accessories, so it's a way to romanticize my life, make something out of the ordinary, just to feel like reality isn't so bad after all. I don't have to be like everyone else. Um, it's a way to ex- escape normalty, to make something new. But at the end of the day, it doesn't gain me anything. It just, uh, it is a way of of coping. It does soothe a type of need to not feel bad about the way I'm living, my conditions and things and and such. Uh, But like, uh, spending so much money on painting and buying things that Mm. would not be invested into making more money or be invested in my career, uh, I don't think that, is good, I think. Uh, Being rational, being realistic is very important. You have to remind yourself that real life isn't meant to be perfect, isn't meant to be all flowers and rainbows. You have to remind yourself that it is okay to consume books and, you know, like, any type of fantasy. It's good, especially if you learn something from it, if your language becomes better or, like, learn some philosophical uh, moral from it, but on the long run, uh, life is beautiful and you have to see the good in reality as much as you see greatness in fantasy.
1: So, yeah, that's oh, a. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, I mean, in some cases, the function of escapist strategies is to allow us to better deal with the world that is too overwhelming and a world that seems impossible to manage so it is kind of a tool to manage this world like any mm-hmm. other tool so we, we don't need to be it is okay to escape from real world to fantasy it's really, it's mm-hmm. totally okay to indulge in it at a certain extent though yeah so uh, yeah However, there is this uh, distinction between productive and unhealthy escapism outlining the, follow- like, uh, the following indicators of unhealthy escapism. For example, procrastination, psychosis, oh, no. denial, like denial leading to rejection of social norms, rigid personal stance on life and isolation, and addiction. Uh, for some individuals. An ability to control habits. Not just the addiction of uh, drugs or let's say uh, cigarettes. Just any habits that you personally cannot control. Yeah. Much like any construct, escapism is a spectrum. So let's start with the productive escapism. Productive uh, this form of escapism is focused on constructive activi- activities which with several future, future benefits within balance of the other areas of your life. So positive escapism may be rewarding. It's like a positive reinforcement when done positively. Escapism can help you form new and rewarding habits such as reading, find things about yourself you wouldn't have known, it can also help to develop your creative side through meditation. It's like how, what happened for you. It I I think like much more that uh, for you Farah that uh, affected your uh, what you are doing now, which is making jewelry and being creative with your hands, is uh, part of. Uh, of like escapism and escaping into a fantasy what do you what do you think about that? Does it like contribute to that um, it does uh and a part
0: of it, but sometimes it just uh I don't quite know because I am slightly unaware to why I do that It's like I know that it's a part. My escapism tactics. Like, yeah, life sucks. The regular jewelries don't do it for me, so I make my own. But sometimes it's so uh, out of the ordinary, you know? Something unrealistically weird that I don't have the guts to wear them. Like, uh, reality itself uh, rejects the... Uh, you know the, my own fantasy, so I try to I try to not bring it out as much as it as much as I want to, and be self aware about how I escape and how I perform my escapism. So I tend to be uh, forcing myself to be more of a consumer than a creator. Sadly, uh, mm. in fear the no. world. Reality rejecting my form of fantasy or escapism.
1: Okay, yeah, that's such uh, an interesting insight to it. What about you, Sammy? Do you think like escapism helped you in some sort of way to be much more creative and happy within yourself?
2: Uh, well, honestly, yeah, I, I, yeah, would say so. Like, uh, I draw a lot, so I kind of. I guess when I'm bored or anything like that, I just start drawing or doodling. And yeah, if it wasn't for fiction or anything that existed like that, I wouldn't be able to be as creative as I wanted to. I would probably be bored. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know what to do. I guess like reality and fiction are the same, are like the same side, like are the, are the side of the same coin. Like, without it, you can't have one thing without the other. You can't appreciate the other without, uh, you know, the other, basically.
1: Yeah, it's like a a complementary relationship between both.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Mm. So, uh, do you want, like, tips and tricks to learn how to face reality with intelligence and not to go further? With our escapism or any form of it, so a person who learns to face the conflicts of everyday life, who manages to live life with an intensity and curiosity, for not, we not need to fantasize, fantasize and stop evoking unrealities because, like, you see, when um, I lost friend of words, but like.
3: Just a moment.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I think we're talking more about learning how to face reality with intelligence, as in uh, being aware of what is real and what is not. Uh, Well, Ikram mentioned earlier unhealthy escapism, and she also mentioned procrastination, denial, psychosis, and I think addiction as well. Addiction is the strongest form of escapism, because you are uh, uh, well, m- when you say addiction, to me, it uh, oh, always goes to drugs. Drug addiction. Uh, drug mm-hmm. addiction itself. Uh, taking substances. Substances is the most extreme form of escapism, because you are numbing your mind and your body, rejecting reality entirely, maybe even having hallucinations and whatnot, and putting your body and yourself into that state of just perfect bliss, which is mainly the same feeling we get when we watch a good movie in a movie theater and we come out like zombies, you know, that really numbing feeling you get, you know, like when you consume something really good. Uh, but at the same time it's not as uh, grave. it's not as aggravating, I mean, sorry it's not as horrid it doesn't ruin lives as much as drugs do uh, so I think, yeah there, there is a spectrum and we should be very careful in the materials we consume to escape reality, we have to face reality, we have to be aware of what is making us want to escape reality
1: um, yeah as you said like yeah. uh, it is not a matter of judging yourself for it but yeah. of understanding that it is false exit to problems and that it will generate more difficulties I mean yeah, the like- emotional part yeah. of plays a fundamental role in any conflict but in this case especially because like uh, this is when emotional intelligence takes part it's, mm-hmm. it's always It's like, it's everything about the balance between your capabilities and how much you you could go further. You see? Yeah. Yeah. So, on the other hand, to quit this habit, we must identify the aspects of reality that are feared, which are not known to be resolved or believed to have no solution, and learn to face those fears. In that sense, is a simple formula we can deduce that if you fantasize about a wonderful couple, you probably fear loneliness or not having a concrete social image. And if you fantasize about having a lot of money, the fear would be a financial shortage. And even if you fantasize about if you fantasizes about um, some kind of social success, the fear would be not, to be valuable in the eyes of others, etc. etc. So it depends and uh, I really want at this point want to know what is you fantasize about. What are the things you fantasize about? Um I don't know.
0: I force myself to be so realistic that I fantasize about having a regular life. I to be honest, um, I just <laughs> Yeah, like I fantasize about having my own house, a dog and a cat, and being able to cook and dance in my own kitchen. I fantasize about really regular things. Uh, oh, things like, okay. yeah! It's like it's not it's not a bad thing because it makes me want to motivate me. Like right? even though sometimes exactly, yeah. I procrastinate. I do procrastinate by daydreaming about things that I want to have. It's like I'm supposed to be working for it. Why am I just sitting in bed and thinking about it? You know. But yeah, yeah it's not something yeah. great. But yeah. yeah I mean.
2: Uh... Me... Oh, sorry, my bad.
3: No, no, yeah, just no go bad.
2: for it. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have any fancy. I guess I would love to be rich with without any effort, but I know it's. It'll never happen. But yeah, that's that's for me that's about it. Like I don't really <laughs> fantasize about anything.
1: Uh yes, I totally agree. It's so hard to be like rich uh, in an easy way. There is no an easy mm-hmm. path for it. You just have nope. to you just have to grind your way out. For exactly. uh, yeah. For me I fantasize more about Having friends, I know it sounds like a bit uh, ridiculous, but like I always fantasize about having like real friends. The those uh, the these the friendship that lasts through ups and downs, and that uh, no matter how moody you are, moody you are, and how like uh, even you are when you get old that friendship is still
3: exists,
1: and i fantasize about that a lot that is know. very understandable it's a human need to be understood
0: and be you know uh having that deep connection with someone platonically that it would last for years that is very much understandable and if uh, if i were you i would dream of that too i mean i'm not saying that you don't I do as well think about having, I don't fantasize about it because people are different and I can't just fantasize about the perfect person who's going to be my friend. I could daydream about having a friend and then I would end up with another type of friends that is like, you know, completely different from what I'm thinking about or imagining. So imagining people and uh, that's not very realistic to me. It doesn't satisfy me in a very logical way. It doesn't feel logical to me to think about someone, you know. But, like, Aww. yeah, like, material things, like, things that will not change in 20 years, like a book or, so, or something, like, you know, a door. I don't know. Something that will be the same after decades and not a person. So, yeah, like, for me, even when it comes to imagination, I have to be very picky and I have to be very pragmatic about it. I can't just imagine That's something nice.
1: That's so okay. smart. Because, I mean, that's so smart uh, to uh, to even, like, um, be picky uh, of your own fa- fantasies. Uh, when I said mm-hmm. I fantasize about having real friends, like, I have friends. But mm-hmm. although I am surrounded with family and friends, I always feel this kind of loneliness. Like a, I don't know how I describe it, but... Uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's very
0: understandable and valid.
1: Yeah, I mean, we must address the unpleasant emotions that generate the circumstances of real life and Mm -hmm. that are being rejected to be able to confront problems with serenity and solve them, whether they are real circumstances of the present or if they are fears towards the future. And uh, psychologically speaking, everything has a solution If you learn how, I mean the future is the consequence, the effect of the present, just as the present is the result of the past. If you put if we put our interest in solving what is wrong in the present, our future will be much more satisfactory for us and for others too. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: So that's it about escapism.
0: That sounds like a great way to and today's episode because there is nothing wrong with having an imagine, imagination and fantasizing. And there's nothing wrong with being realistic and holding on to reala- reality. But a healthy balance of the both is well, the ideal. You know, no pun intended. So, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you so much for Ikram and Sami, for being uh, in today's episode as well. Thanks it was ma- <laughs> it was an amazing ex- exchange. I really loved this topic. And if you stayed uh, all the way here to listen, uh, this episode was actually to, well, talk mostly about the event of uh, Fantasia that ESC will be hosting from the 27th to the 1st of March on the campus of USDHB. So if you are a student or a person who is very interested in attending, attending the event, please check our social media, uh, never hesitate to uh, either way, uh, at EL, uh, English Speakers on Instagram and English Speakers Club on Facebook. Um, yeah, do you, have, do you guys have anything to say before we end the episode? episode? I love yeah, I want <laughs> go song. for it, Sunny. <laughs> I,
2: I love you all, in that song. Okay. that's
1: all. Okay. Horrible. <laughs> well, uh, I was just wanted to say, if you are an escapist and if you are uh, creative, you, you you need like uh, you should hop uh, like on the um, a cinema event and be there just to find the as much people like you that's it yeah. and have a nice yeah so mm-hmm. that's it i hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast and benefit you in some sort of way and <laughs> let's get
3: lost in the echo bye bye